Are you ready to awaken to a new you? Welcome to Healthy You Radio, the radio network that empowers you to heal you. Dr. Kishi Yours is here to share over 30 years of frontline medical experience, bringing you the latest scientific and medical research tempered with the holistic wisdom of Ayurveda and functional medicine. Also, you can be the best you you can be. And now your host, Dr. Kishi Yours. Welcome to Healthy You Radio, everybody. This is Dr. Keisha Yours, your wellness coach and advisor for today. I'm bringing you radio that empowers you to heal yourself. And good afternoon, Eric. Good afternoon, Keisha. How are you on this beautiful spring day? Just enjoying the sun. It's so nice. Excellent. I know. Favorite time of year. Everything's exploding out there. I'm one of those lucky people that doesn't have allergies to the explosion, so I'm enjoying it greatly. <laughs> It makes all the difference. It does make all the difference. <laughs> I love spring. <laughs> well, we actually are going to talk about why some people have uh, hay fever and others don't, because it's linked to digestion. So inflammation mm. is really linked to the digestive system. So our guest today, I'll just introduce her, and we'll start talking about digestion. Her name is Jeannie Patel-Thompson, and she's healed herself of Crohn's disease and has remained drug and surgery-free for over 20 years. She's appeared on numerous TV and radio shows throughout the United States, giving people hope and vision for how they can heal their colitis, Crohn's disease, diverticulitis, irritable bowel syndrome, all using entirely natural methods. She's written several books on digestive wellness, including Listen to Your Gut, the complete natural healing program for IBS and IBD. Welcome to the show, Jeannie. Thanks so much, Keisha. I've been really looking forward to this. Well, me too, because this is, the uh, it's the root of all inflammation, you know, and it really is so much is centers in the digestive process. And you know, it's interesting that ancient styles of medicine or frameworks of medicine have all known this, and Western medicine knew it in the beginning too. And we can rattle off quotes from all these different time periods in history and and come up with if your digestion is not doing well, neither are you. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear about uh, your story, first of all, about how you came to be so passionate about this. Well, it was just sort of my own personal journey forced me into it, really. I mean, I was diagnosed with widespread Crohn's, so it was small intestine, large intestine, and then at the point where I left the medical treatment protocols, they suspected it had spread to my stomach. So there's really very, I mean, aside from the esophagus, I was basically diseased from head to toe, and so it was a very extreme case. And the doctors, um, you know, my doctor said to me, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. You're going to be in and out of the hospital for the rest of your life. You won't be able to hold a job. You won't be able to have kids. You know, on the good side, you will qualify for disability insurance, so you don't have to worry about supporting Mm -hmm. yourself. And I just looked at him, and I was like... That's the good news, right? Right, exactly. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I, I come from an entire family of medical doctors and pharmacists, and I had never even heard of alternative medicine. I literally thought it was third world medicine right. that, you know, people couldn't afford drugs used. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said to him, listen, and this was before the internet, so there wasn't the information that there is now. And he, thank goodness, loaded me up with a stack of his textbooks and his latest. He headed up a national research team as well. So he gave me all his papers. I took it home. I read everything and I went, oh my God, they know nothing. They have no idea what causes this. They don't have any idea how to heal it. And they're just basically trying to keep people alive. 
And we were just guinea pigs. It's like, well, let's try this. Well, let's try this. Okay, she's not dead. We're doing good. And um, lots of surgery involved in that, too. Tons of surgery. And yeah. that was the tipping point for me um, mm-hmm. when I read in one of his textbooks that as soon as you cut into the intestine, the disease jumps to a minimum of three new sites. Right. They know that. So surgery is always a Band-Aid, short-term gain, long-term pain treatment. And that was where I was at. They were like, we can't, you're on 13 pills a day, nothing's working, we have to go to surgery. And then I read, well, what does that mean? Oh, that means that, you know, in anywhere from two to up to 10 years, I'm going to be three times worse than I am now? I don't think so. Right. So that's what gave me the motivation to um, say, i I got to be done with this and to wean off all my drugs. And that's really important because people will tend to just stop their drugs, and then that alone can nearly kill them. So you have to wean off the drugs. Okay, you've just said three important things that I don't, I want to go back, and I mm. don't want to gloss over them. Sure. One is you were motivated, right? You were motivated mm-hmm. to not accept what you were told, and you really went to bat for yourself and started studying. That's really important, and then and especially in this day and age when the Internet is so easy. And number two, you were motivated. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I just can't yeah. keep saying that enough. <laughs> you know, I mean, you said, I don't accept what is being said to me, right? This is yeah. really, really, really important. And, you know, you're going to know what number three is already, so I'll skip it. But I just... It's just so important that our listeners really hear that because what you've done now is you're teaching people, but it came from an internal motivation to change the life that you're leading. Yeah. And it's it's interesting that you, you highlight that because even, you know, it took me seven years to figure out how to heal myself. This was not a fast process. And right. I nearly died twice and I suffered a lot. But And I remember reaching a point in the journey, I don't know how many years into it I was, and I was looking at all these books that are written, you know, you're, that basically talk about, um, you know, you can have whatever disease you have, and it doesn't have to define you because the true you is not your physical body. And so they were talking about this concept of surrendering to the dis-ease label, but not letting it define your true self, and and I so I, I went down that pathway to go, okay, you know what, this would make my life a whole lot easier if I just accepted that I have Crohn's, but then said, well, how can I be, and I, everything in me rose up to say, no, this is not who I am on any level of my being. There's no part of the tone of your voice right now that says you surrender easily. <laughs> <laughs> And I only recognize that that because I'm the same. (laughs) Well, and I tried. I really tried. I was like, okay, I'll be like, you know, the person with multiple sclerosis and who just has this beautiful life filled with relationships and their physical body, and they just kind of ignore it. And But it really makes sense, too, because as I've progressed along and progressed along the whole aspect of the spiritual side of healing dis-ease or imbalance in the body, you know, my big thing is, you know, and I studied meditation for many years, and the whole thing about transcending the physical body and that, well, this is just your shell, it's not your real self, and and then keep coming back to the question of, well, then why are we here? Just kill yourself. Done. You've transcended. <laughs> you're in, everything's over, and you're you're one with the divine, and why are we trying to achieve that here on earth? There's got to be another reason that we're in a physical body. And so that kind of led me along the pathway to, you know, the whole concept that, the physical body is the densest part of 
not different. The two are not separate. These are all part of an integrated whole. And so even then that makes me look back at that concept of saying, well, you know, you're not, you have this disease, but it's not you. Well, your body is in this state, so it is you. You are here. Mm-hmm. And then what are you going to do about it? Interesting. Well, and what you didn't do about it is go off your meds real fast, and so I wanted to highlight that, too. I appreciate you saying that because mm-hmm. always, as a functional medicine provider in here, I say, yes, I can help you get your, off of your antihypertensives. I will really work hard with you to get you off of those nasty statin drugs for your cholesterol. Mm-hmm. I will definitely work with you to get you off of X, Y, and Z drug. But please promise me you are not going to take yourself off of those right now because yeah. we have to stepwise through it very carefully. And, uh, you know, what you did over that seven-year period, obviously, was that. Stepwise well, through it and did trial and error and probably screwed up many times and mm-hmm. and then found your way, right? Yes, exactly. And because I came from the medical background, I was I, I didn't even realize that I was doing my own form of clinical trials where if I found a substance that produced a positive result, it had to produce that exact same result in three completely different um, scenarios at different points in time so that I could rule out, well, this is not just because this was a really good low-stress week and the other weeks were high-stress weeks or this was, you know, this, you know, wonderful thing had just happened. And so, you know, all the endorphins that were released by that are actually what's responsible for the improvement, not the substance. Um, so I, and just in my, and I had no um, higher motive at this point. I had no, I wasn't even thinking of anybody else. I was just trying to heal sure. myself. This is Maslow's so, hierarchy. You are in survival mode. Yeah, exactly. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, I can't even see past just, right. you know, getting myself to the point where I'm not going to be nearly dying every few months. Um, so, but that provided the foundation, I guess, for the transference of my protocols to work for other people. Right. You, you were know, moving the from the place where the good news is you can qualify for disability. <laughs> Sorry. I am just yeah. laughing at the irony of that. <laughs> yeah. People say people say to me, that's horrible. They said that to you. And I said, no, that's really good. Because right. if I had stayed in the medical system, that is what my life would have looked like. Right. And I'm really glad he was so blunt with me because, as I said, that's what motivated me to say, well, there's nothing for me here because I literally would rather die. I didn't have a fear of death. I never have done. Hmm. So I was like, literally, I'd rather die than live like this because this is like living in a third world jail cell being tortured every day. Right. Why would I want to do that? And a lot of people have that experience inside their bodies of being in a jail cell and trapped. And so this is really wonderful that, you know, you've done so much work to uh, write these great books and come up with protocols and work within a natural healing paradigm to uh, help people breadcrumb their way, follow those breadcrumbs out of their own little jail cells. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take a really quick break. And when we come back, let's start talking about some of these digestive disorders and and what to do with them. This is Dr. Keisha Yours listening to Healthy You Radio. We'll return in just a moment. Stay tuned. Do you suffer from allergies, food sensitivities, hormone imbalance, depression, fatigue, weight gain, burnout, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, autoimmune disorders, skin problems, anxiety, or have stomach or gut issues? 
there is a solution. Dr. Keisha Ewers has over 30 years in medicine and brings the world of naturopathic medicine, Ayurveda, and her Western medical education together to form an integrative approach to solving the root cause of illness. Dr. Keisha spends more time with her patients than most doctors and really listens to their stories in order to help cure a problem rather than just treating symptoms. Give yourself the gift of good health and call Dr. Keisha today. Take control of your life and call Fern Life Center at 425-391-3376 for an appointment. For more information about Dr. Keisha and Fern Life Center, go to FernLifeCenter.com. Most insurance plans accepted. Are you fighting with stubborn weight that won't come off? As you've probably learned by now, fad diets don't work in the long run. At Fern Life Center, their highly experienced and educated medical providers can develop a program that'll help you lose those pounds of pain. They start with genetic, hormone, adrenal, and allergy testing first. After you've gone over the results, you'll then choose the option that best suits your needs and begin working with their nutritionist and or ideal protein weight loss coaches. Your plan will be augmented with treatments such as massage, colon hydrotherapy, counseling and hypnotherapy, detoxification with their far infrared sauna and exercise on the four minute range of motion machine will tone and detoxify you as you lose your weight. They'll track your body fat composition, lab results, weights and measurements so you can see your success as those pounds melt off. Call 425-391-3376 today to make an appointment with Keisha and take charge of your health today. Do you suffer from pain? Pain comes in many forms, from muscle aches and pains to nerve pain. It's painful not to have the energy you want or to suffer from allergic reactions to food, the environment, or your pets. An innovative technology that is being used at Harvard Medical School could be your answer. The Aura PTL Laser System is like acupuncture with no needles. It works on the energy body and the physical body, bringing relief from pain, hormone imbalance, adrenal fatigue, and even allergies of all kinds. Combined with homeopathy, this non-invasive therapy brings healing on all the levels of your body. To find out more about laser therapy, go to FernLifeCenter.com or call 425 391 3376. That's 425 391 3376. Your consultation with Keisha Yours ARNP is covered by most insurance companies. Call now. It has been said from ancient to modern times that the seat of health begins in the colon. Fern Life Center's colon hydrotherapy is a safe, clean, odor free method of cleaning up your digestion without the use of drugs or chemicals. Toxicity of the colon can cause severe disease, ranging from simple allergies to major medical problems including cancer, altered immunity, and even mental health issues that range from brain fog to bipolar disorder. Go to www.fernlifecenter.com today to schedule your colon hydrotherapy appointment and start your journey to clean health today. Go to FernLifeCenter.com for more information about our unique colon hydrotherapy program. Get current weather, traffic, and news. Visit 1150KKNW.com and stay informed with Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Welcome back to Healthy You Radio. You're joining us today for a radio that empowers you to heal yourself. And joining me today is Jeannie Patel-Thompson, who's the author of Listen to Your Gut, the Complete Natural Healing Program for IBS and IBD. Welcome back to the show, Jeannie. 
Thanks, Keisha. So what I wanted to do is talk a little bit, uh, in the first part of the show, you gave us your story and your uh, journey through Crohn's disease, and, you know, you have a little part in your book about cure versus heal, which I very much appreciated, and I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that. Well, this, depending on which inflammatory bowel disease you have, or if you say you only have irritable bowel syndrome, which is a far softer manifestation of a gut disorder, you know, there's no bleeding, there's no ulceration, there's no fissures or fistulas, depending on where you are on what I consider to be a spectrum, because I don't consider them to be completely different conditions, I consider them to be, you know, just, this is the mild version, this is the really bad version where it's now gone systemic and it's gone into your endocrine system and it's gone into, you know, your hormone, all your hormone cascades and all the rest of it. Um, But basically... Um, and now I've lost sight of the question. <laughs> well, I went off on my tangent. Your tangent was very appropriate because it, that spectrum of inflammation is what I'm always trying to help people see. That if I I will put rheumatoid arthritis, which is what brought me to this myself, was the history mm. of rheumatoid arthritis, MS, lupus, IBD, IBS, anything that's related to inflammation, tendinitis, acne. Yeah. I put them all in the same bucket. And yes. I try to have people not latch on to a diagnosis and identify themselves with it because what I say is this is feedback from your body that you have inflammation. And furthest up on the spectrum is going to be cancer. So yes. what you have here, you know, you'll have autoimmune cancer, autoimmunity, just kind of step it back and here's where you're at. And if you don't do anything, here's where you're going. If, exactly. But we can turn this bus around. And so the question I had asked you was cure versus heal. Right. Yes. So because, let's say you're at the more, um, you know, serious manifestation along this spectrum, so you're at colitis or you're at Crohn's disease, if you, you're in for a fairly long healing journey. And if you're focused on cure, it, it, it basically puts you in completely the wrong energetic space to accomplish that healing. And you also don't celebrate the improvements that you receive along the way because you're so focused on the end goal. And then what happens to people like that is they get really discouraged because, of course, we are conditioned and programmed by the medical protocols and the drug therapy, which is you take a pill and in X number of hours, you feel markedly different. And so we're used, we've been conditioned into that kind of response. And when you're healing, you know, chronic or systemic conditions, the bulk of the healing, it goes into what I call the foundation. So it may look and feel like very little is happening, and it may often feel like things are getting worse, as you know, if you are detoxing from yeast, which releases 168 different toxins as it dies. You're not going to feel better. You're going to feel worse. You're going to get And those little babies don't die without a fight, so you're going to feel much. I always tell my clients, I want you feeling worse than you did when you came in when we're doing those kinds of things because it means it's working. And then the juggling part there, because, again, if you're viewing it as healing, you're a lot more in touch with your body and its cues, and you may be then a little bit more sensitive to your body saying, okay, you're doing too much too fast, right. pull it back. Right. But if you're focused on cure, you're like, okay, go hard or go home, let's hit it with everything we've got, and all that's going to do if you have one of, you know, an inflammatory bowel disease is wind you back in the hospital on intravenous medication. Mm-hmm. So if you have this view of the healing, and then along with healing comes the concept that I call healing in layers. 
So if you have, let's say you have candida as one of your, you know, foundational issues, which is, of course, extremely common, mm-hmm. but you also have intestinal bleeding, if you go to heal the candida first, you will, you may even hemorrhage. So you can't. You have to say, yes, I have candida, but that's not what I need to heal first. What I need to heal first is the, is the ulceration and the bleeding in my intestinal lining, which of course is linked to the candida, but we can go at this a different way. We can go at it, you know, directly to mucosal healing substances. And then once I'm more stable, once I've gained 20 of the 40 or 60 pounds that I lost, now let's go after the candida so the detox isn't going to flatten us and I'm not going to lose too much weight and, you know, and so right. on. Right, right. And that's really, really important. And, you know, I've, I, I found out about you through a client that had this happen. And she went on the Internet and she found you and she said, I love what this woman is saying. And I went and I looked and I said, yes, this is exactly, work with her. You know, this is exactly what you need to be doing. And mm-hmm. I said, right now you're looking at hospitalization and steroids unless yeah. you can really do a program like this. And I don't care, you know, work with work with her and start undoing, and I call it layers of the onion in functional medicine. We usually use an onion. But, you know, there there are these layers that have to be gone through. And you're right. When people are focused on a cure, I'm going to be over this, and then it's done, and I can move on with my life. They yeah. ignore the fact that they're having a life right now. And that exactly. life may not be the quality that they want, but it's still the life they're having right now. And so it's it's important not to think that, it, like anything in life, if I just attain this, then I'll be happy. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And, and it locks you off from the wisdom of realizing that, oh, because I have this, there is some unbalance in right. my life and my spirit in my emotional existence because this is not just a physical phenomena. Right. Because, and, it's, and, you know, for all diseases, but especially with the gut, because the gut is the second brain, there are more neurotransmitters in the gut than there are in the brain. So if you have a gut disorder, you have to go there first. You have to go to the emotional level of your healing. You have to look at, you know, past traumatic experiences or unhealthy relationships that you're living in every single day and how are they destroying and and, you know, breaking down your health on a daily basis. And what about your belief system? What do you believe about life? Do you believe that you're not safe, that at a fundamental level you're not safe? And now we're into allergies because I believe that's the foundation of allergic response is that at some level you don't feel safe. This is why um, you're on my show. I invited you because you agree with me. So it makes you yeah. genius. And so I'm a psychotherapist as well as a medical provider because of this. Mm-hmm. Because when I started really working with people, and just trying to use medicine, mm-hmm. I went, oh, my gosh. You know, every single person that's coming in my office has an emotional root cause. Absolutely. And I really started studying that. And it is so important to understand that. And that's, But that is the point of greatest resistance in most people. Mm-hmm. It is. They are willing to do the physical therapies. Mm-hmm. You know, they're willing to, you know, take herbs and make special foods that stay away from gluten. Yeah, ten I times know. a day, all day long, and you tell them right. now, let's descend into your jungle. Let's go into your pain, and they're like, oh no, 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 not going there. Or right. don't have it. No, healed all that. I'm good now. 
Or I've worked with a therapist for years on this. I'm over it. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. like, obviously not. <laughs> your body is speaking. What is it exactly. saying? Exactly. And that's what I teach people, too, is that your body is just giving you feedback. This is not good, and it's not bad. All it is is feedback. And how you then work with that feedback is how you're working with feedback from people all around you. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it, it's, it's a pattern that you'll see replicated as like a fractal. You know, it's all there. All the information's already there, and this is just one way it's showing up, and it's so important to realize that. So I just love that you said that, descending well, into your jungle. Yeah, and if we look at the body as a messaging system, then then we're into that whole thing, which I've, you know, numerous writers have talked about this, that other cultures have a meditative tradition or some kind of spiritual tradition where people set aside time each day and they connect with their deeper self or their higher self or whatever name you want to give it. Um, and so that if there's a message that's trying to get through to you, you're in a state of receptivity, you know, at least every day or every few days. And in our culture, we don't have that. So if, you know, your higher self or source energy is trying to, you know, advocate on your behalf by saying, listen, you've gone off track. What are you doing? You're wrecking your life. You're totally off your purpose. You're not living in your brilliance and your magnificence, and we want to help you. How do we receive that message in our culture in modern-day life? And unfortunately, one of the only messaging systems left, the only thing that puts us into that state of receptivity is illness. Mm-hmm. And so, that's secondary gain from illness and that people don't understand is if you're unable to set boundaries for yourself, I just had this conversation today mm-hmm. with somebody and I have it every day, yeah. then your body will make sure that you are able to say no. Is that but the way you want to say no? Exactly. <laughs> or do you just okay. want to say no? <laughs> and it's a culturally sanctioned way of saying no. Because right. if you say, no, uh, I need to rest this afternoon and right. I need to take some time out, people are like, What? If you say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't help you with that um, because I have this disease and so I need to, oh, oh, oh my goodness, uh, no problem, take care of yourself. Not, exactly. Not, right, and what about the help too, right? Like our modern lives where you have two people who are solely responsible for maintaining an entire home, raising children, educating them, paying all the bills, cleaning the house and cooking all the meals, which is actually physically impossible, I may put that out there. Um, where does that person get help? Because we don't live in extended families. We don't live in villages and communities. But that person gets cancer. Oh, people are showing up with casseroles, and they're driving your kids to their point. It's, it's, it's sadly enough one of the ways to get a culturally sanctioned break from the incredible labor of your life. And that's exactly, you know, 20 years ago when I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and really sat down and said, autoimmune means I'm killing myself. Why am I killing myself? And really asking the question, why? I think that's what gets missed on all levels, whether it's medical provider, system, or client, is asking the question, why? And I thought, okay, so the why has some answers here. And so is there a better way I could go about this rather than, I actually say those words too, societally sanctioned suicide. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't want to do that on this level, but if I go down deep and I look at some other places, oh, I see where that is exactly what I'm doing. And so maybe I need to start integrating those parts of me and really working with them. And, and so, and so wait, sorry, I, I, you've, you've triggered a really good question for me for you. So when you look at that why 
am I killing myself for yourself or perhaps, you know, times you've had clients answer that question. What are the answers that come up for that? I have a little system that I take people through that I I ask, how old do you feel right now? And when I did that, I went back to a 10-year-old little kid that uh, was undergoing, had went through some sexual abuse in the elementary school. And that had not gotten dealt with real well. And mm-hmm. so when I came to my 30-year-old self, it was still there, of course. You know, my yeah. body was still holding on to that trauma. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I have to integrate this. I have to heal this. You know, hypnotherapy, EMDR is what I did. And then learned those modalities because they work like a charm. My rheumatoid mm-hmm. arthritis was gone in a year, you know, awesome. to never to be seen again. And it was it was that. And it was really yeah. important to realize that and to be willing and courageous enough to say, oh, yes, I experienced that pain back then, but I've been experiencing it unconsciously and subconsciously ever since then, yeah. thinking that I had it taken care of and by not thinking about it, but it's showing up in all these different ways. And finally now is autoimmune disease. Yeah. So what do I really want to give that perpetrator that power over and over and over again until finally I kill myself off? Mm-hmm. Well, no, you know, I need to work with forgiveness. I need to work with integration, letting go of trauma, working with how my cognitive belief systems have formed as a result of that as you're exactly right. I'm not safe. And that that's what I help people understand is, do you have to be perfect to be loved? Are you not safe and so you're hypervigilant? Or do you have to do everything yourself? You know, there's always going to be a cognitive belief that came from childhood that's still in adulthood working its little magic. So yeah. really important stuff, I think. And people don't realize that feeling, that, that you know, possibly even sub, often subconscious feeling of I am not safe produces an entire hormonal and biochemical cascade with domino effects in the body that yeah. result in disease. And it's, I don't, it's, it seems to be, for people to first hear about it, it seems like, well, that's really nebulous and that's really, but it's actually very concrete scientific steps that, you know, are followed. And it's, I don't know why, but people have such a resistance to kind of embracing that and getting their head around it and saying it actually can trace back to a purely emotional event or series of events, and this is the root of everything. Right. And this is that's just so important. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, let's talk a little bit about the physical stuff that we can do with uh, these different disorders. You're listening to Healthier Radio. This is Dr. Keisha Ewers talking to Jeannie Patel. Thompson, the author of Listen to Your Gut, and we'll be back in just a moment. Don't just take our word for it. Listen to what others have to say about Fern Life Center's amazing weight loss program. Give yourself the gift of good health this season. Since going on the Fern Life Center Ideal Protein Diet Program, I've been able to go off my cholesterol medication. My total cholesterol is 58 points lower than it was three months ago. And that is after going off Lipitor. My good cholesterol has improved, and my bad cholesterol is down, and my triglycerides are now normal. I've lost 55 pounds, 26 inches in five months. I feel like I have my life back and am free from my food addictions. Woohoo! Thanks, Keisha, and Ideal Protein. 
Go to FernLifeCenter.com to schedule your first appointment today. That's FernLifeCenter.com. Mention this ad and get a water bottle absolutely free. Do you ever wonder why some people can eat anything and never gain weight? And others just think about food and gain weight. Why do some people get depressed, have memory problems, or develop arthritis and others don't? Are you having problems sleeping or having digestive issues? Are your hormones imbalanced? Ayurveda has the answers. Ayurveda is an ancient system of medicine from India that has been made popular by Deepak Chopra. Explains why we're all different and tells you how to take care of your unique body type. Don't have an Ayurvedic doctor near you? Keisha Ewers, an advanced registered nurse practitioner, combines the best of Eastern and Western medicine and will do phone consultations or workshops in your area. Get your business and personal relationships on track with her fun and witty style of diagnosing dosha imbalances. Get balanced in all areas of your life. For more information, log on to FernLifeCenter.com or call 425-391-3376. Take charge of your health today and call 425-391-3376. Call now to set up a phone consultation and Start your journey to perfect balance today. Most insurance plans accepted. We know that Reiki can change your life, but here's what others have to say about Fern Life Center's Reiki program. Learning Reiki from someone as loving and skilled as Keisha has transformed my life. I started with levels one and two, and I've gone all the way to Reiki Master. It has healed so many parts of my own life, and now I can help others with this amazing gift of energy work. You can even start your own Reiki business after taking the first level. It has generated new income in my life I never expected, and plus Keisha helped me develop my psychic abilities, and now I feel like I have a handle on my own destiny. If you really want to serve others, take Reiki and be healed as you learn to heal. Go to FernLifeCenter.com for more information. That's FernLifeCenter.com. Information provided on the Healthy You radio show is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for the advice provided by your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information from the broadcast of the radio show for diagnosing or treating a health problem, disease, or prescribing any medication or other treatment. Are you ready to find balance in your life? Sometimes life can be challenging on all levels, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Visit Fern Life Center and let Keisha Yours, ARNP, an integrative medical specialist, design a detoxification program that fits your unique needs, body type, and lifestyle. One size does not fit all, and detoxing can potentially be harmful if not done properly. Enter Fern Life Center's detoxification and Panchakarma program and come out with a new lease on life, feeling more energetic, peaceful, and lighter. Call Fern Life Center today and find out what transformation feels like. Call 425-391-3376 and make an appointment with Keisha today. Mention this ad and get a free steam in their unique detoxifying herbalized cedar steamer with any regular massage. Lighten up your body, mind, and spirit. You're worth it. Go to FernLifeCenter.com and sign up for Keisha's free monthly newsletter and you can keep up with the latest health tips, seasonal recipes, words of wisdom, and get your questions answered in her advice column. Proud to bring variety to your radio dial. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to Healthy You Radio. This is Dr. Keisha Ewers, and you're joining me today for a conversation with Jeannie Patel-Thompson, who is the author of Listen to Your Gut, the Complete Natural Healing Program for IBS and IBD, among other books and programs. 
And Jeannie, I want to give you an opportunity to give your website and how people can find your materials. It's uh, very simple. You go to listentoyourgut.com, and right there on the homepage, we've got um, a free healthy gut guide, and inside that guide, it's a series of seven different um, emails, and they contain teleseminars and eBooks, and so we really try to give people a whole whack of information and practical tools for free um, so they can even decide if natural healing is a route that they want to go down. Great. Yeah, that's actually really important because if you're born and bred inside the system that there's a magic pill that will solve things for you and that insurance companies are on your side and trying to get you better, then you're going to have trouble inside this framework, right? Exactly. And you're not going to be happy and then you're going to get mad and neither of us wants that. So it's best to make everything free and you decide, you know, are you really willing to move into this arena of true healing or are you still looking for the, the magic pill? The elusive, imaginary, delusional magic (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay, so let's come to some of the actual digestive disorders that uh, so many people in our country and worldwide are suffering from. You know, and, and I'd like to start with just, you know, what sounds simple, but it's a root of so many problems, and that's constipation. Absolutely. Well, and what's interesting is, you know, when you're talking about intestinal diseases, constipation is often a precursor to um, diverticulitis. But when you're looking at colitis and Crohn's, you're often looking at diarrhea or spastic colon, where you alternate constipation and diarrhea. So it's, that's kind of just an interesting aside. But uh, the the other thing that I think is really key about constipation that I don't really see talked about anywhere is that there's what I classify them as two different types. And so the first one is peristaltic. I have just made up these labels myself because I had to. I couldn't find them anywhere. But there's what I call peristaltic constipation. So um, that's involving the peristaltic mechanism, the muscular and rhythmic contractions of the bowel wall. And then there's another one that I call stenosis constipation. So this one is that your constipation is actually nothing functionally wrong with your bowel or possibly even your bacterial flora, but you have an anal or rectal stenosis, so you have a narrowing, a tightness, or even a stricture in the rectal and anal canal. So that's a completely different cause and a completely different um, treatment protocol from the the peristalsis-based constipation, which I think is the one that people commonly think they have. Right. Um, and maybe they do. Maybe it is more common. I think because the two aren't really separated out, we don't really have any stats on them. But what I found for people getting success with treating constipation is to start there and go, okay, which type do I have? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can determine that by looking at, you know, your stool and how difficult it is for you to defecate and, you know, all the rest. I mean, we go into that in detail if you wanted to, but um, that Well, our might... listeners have heard a lot about what your stool should look like. Um, brown banana, easy to pass. You don't have to wipe a bunch when you're finished. You don't get cramping leading up to it. Mm-hmm. You know, that you have two, a couple of those a day, and, you, you know, there's, there's a lot around this. So we can get into as much information about that. They're used to listening to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, the basically, with, so like you just said, with 
and, and the stool size is really your indicator. So if you have peristaltic constipation, you will not often um, and sometimes hardly ever feel the urge to have a bowel movement because your peristaltic mechanism is, is dulled or even anesthetized. So you can have stool building up in your colon for days, but no urge or urgency to pass stool. If you've been constipated for a long time, like say over six, to, six months to 12 months, the buildup of stool may not even be uncomfortable anymore. It may just feel like you're normal. Then when you do have a bowel movement, your stool is large and fairly wide. And even if it comes out in hard balls, the diameter is going to be larger than half an inch for sure. With stenosis constipation, you will often feel the urge to defecate. In some cases, that can be frequent or continual. You may even feel the stool pushing against your anus, but when you try to have a bowel movement, it's very difficult to pass stool. Sometimes or often nothing comes out. When you do manage to have a bowel movement, your stool can be um, narrow. It can be any length. It can be any consistency. Uh, again, if you've had this type of constipation for a long time, your urge to defecate may greatly lessen, but passing stool is still really difficult. So it can be as thin as a pencil. Um, and often your anus and rectum can go into spasm, which can be, you know, very painful. Uh, when, you, when you are having a bowel movement, you strain and you push, and it may feel like you're passing this huge stool, but when you look in the toilet, there's only a very narrow or small amount of stool. But it can be any consistency, soft, hard, ball, cylinders, uh, but it's, it's not larger than a half an inch, and I said often as small as, you know, even a flattened pencil. And then that is a sign that there's either a structural um, issue, like you, you actually have scar tissue in there, or, you know, because if you have repeated hemorrhoids or repeated tears and fissures that occur and then heal and occur and then heal, you get a buildup of scar tissue. So you may actually have um, a functional block there, but if you go and you have, you know, anal dilation or you have it cut, that just creates more scar tissue. So we're back to what we talked about with the intestinal surgery. It's a short-term gain for long-term pain. So, you know, and then the other cause of that, of the anus and rectum narrowing can be um, spasming and, you know, cramping. And so that can be, again, we're back to possibly and often an emotional cause, um, beliefs about life, and even something as simple as magnesium deficiency. Mm-hmm. Actually, because that's fairly common, magnesium deficiency with that. Yeah. So, and then with the peristaltic uh, constipation, that also can come from emotional, when people are really, really anxious, I, a lot of times they'll get constipation that's peristaltic in nature because, of course, you know, when you're on fight or flight mode, that sympathetic nervous system says, if you're a zebra being chased by a lion and you're its next meal, it is not safe to stop and poop, you know, yeah. so we are holding on to all of this and we're going to run like mad. So your body gets into that sympathetic nervous system overdrive and it just gets used to it. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you then, see that really clearly with kids. Because, yeah. like you know, I have three kids, so we have a ton of kids around here all the time. And I remember watching this one boy, and he would just never, he was not willing to stop playing to go poo. And it's like, what does your body have to do? And it was like he just, and I don't know if it's, you know, a lack of internal peace or it was just his personality, but he would need to poo. And he would get to the point where he was walking with his legs clenched together, <laughs> bent over, and you'd go, um, do you need to go have a poo? 
Uh, uh, okay, and he'd go. But he just did not want to stop what he was doing right. to, you know, go and service his physical needs. And this, this child very quickly um, was constipated to the point where he could not have a bowel movement for up to two weeks at a time. And, and then of when course, he did, of course, it would be so painful. Right. And and if you are an adult or um, and you have this problem or you're an adult taking your child into a pediatrician for this problem, if they hear that this has been your pattern for years and years and years, what will you hear? Oh, this is your normal. Yeah. That's okay. It's your normal. Are you having yeah. any symptoms? Well, no, but I don't have a bowel movement more than once every two weeks, and I have acne. Does that have anything to do with it? No, that doesn't have anything to do with your acne. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so. And how about, how about even the position that you sit on the toilet? Unless your knees are higher than your hips, so you're in some kind of a squat or semi-squat position, that puborectalis muscle does not release on the rectum, and the rectum cannot even straighten and open. So, again, we're back to cultural norms, and we have these ridiculous sit-down toilets that basically ensure that you have a kink in your rectum and it's partially closed. Mm. So you got to poo through that. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's as simple as you just go to the, you know, get a child stepping stool or even go to the dollar store, get a couple of plant pots, turn them upside down, put your feet on them, and see how your bowel movements go. Yeah, we have a couple of the they're actually made for that here at the clinic that we have at our toilet. You know, it's just it's what you do. So you're yeah. supposed to put your feet up on that. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So constipation is one that I think plagues a lot of people, and they don't realize that it's a problem for a long, long time, and they don't realize that it's related to their knee pain, to their joint pain, to their back pain, to their skin condition, to the fact that mm-hmm. their hair is falling out. You know, any of these things, yeah. constipation is not related to it. And so that's one. And what about, um, oh, let's do gastroesophageal reflux disorder because people that have gastro, have GERD, are, you know, really physiologically, they're low in Prilosec, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was sarcasm, I'm sorry. So (laughs) it's like, why do we give these medications to stop acid when, you know, when there's something completely different going on? And so why don't you talk a little bit about that one? Because that one does plague a lot of people. Yeah. Well, because, you know, the the line that doctors used to give you is that, you know, heartburn acid reflux is caused by too much acid in the stomach and the acid washes up into the esophagus causing the burning sensation, right? And now, you know, that's completely switched around and I think it's more common to say that heartburn is actually caused by not enough acid present in the stomach. Therefore, the stomach, the food sits in the stomach for too long or the esophageal valve is not functioning properly, so it's failing to keep the contents of the stomach. So the, what my, again, I did have constipation quite um, severely when I first, you know, started on my healing journey. And the, the, the solution can be as simple as a craniosacral or myofascial release session where, and, and I've had that especially during pregnancy, the diaphragm can push up into the stomach, which then causes that esophageal valve to malfunction or the valve itself can get sticky. And it just takes someone who's trained in craniosacral at level two or higher or a myofascial release therapist to unstick that valve, get the diaphragm to drop, and your heartburn disappears, gone, in in one or two sessions. 
So that's a, a thing that I always tell people, well, try that first, of course, you know, and then you get into, um, you know, even beyond, because if you have a digestive disorder, you cannot take, you know, betaine or any kind of acid product to increase the acid in your stomach because it will trigger bleeding. So for people who already have an intestinal disease, the best remedy for heartburn is to take uh, probiotics, lactobacillus acidophilus and lactobacillus bulgaricus. And, and I, I want to differentiate that a little bit because betaine is actually good, but not if you have a bleeding disorder, like an exactly. inflammatory bowel problem. I just didn't want anyone to hear that betaine's not good because actually it's fantastic if yeah. you don't have inflammatory bowel disorders. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, people with inflammatory bowel disorders don't often know that, and betaine is put as an ingredient in many products. So, you know, for someone listening who has IBD, if you have any, you know, combination products, just go and check because betaine MSM is another one that is fantastic for normal people. will give someone with IBD gas and bloating. So there's a couple of things, you know, and there's a lot of substances that are fabulous for normal people and will cause diarrhea like 10 to 20 bowel movements a day in someone with IBD. So it's really important. I have all those substances listed in my Listen to Your Gut book, and, you know, I take people through it, and they have to go through their supplements and weed them out. But um, anyway, the acidophilus and the bulgaricus in powder form, and you drink it, 15 to 20 minutes before your meals and before bed. And the, the probiotics will gradually um, create the acidic environment that your stomach needs. And, you're, and, and it's very healing for the esophagus in the powders. That's why I like to say get them in the powders from nature and, and, and put them in water and, and sip them, drink them. Um, I even had my brother, who is a medical doctor, so of course he's on the drugs for heartburn. And he was over, and, and I guess he was having a bad episode, and he said, you know what, I'm not going to be able to eat dinner with you guys tonight. And I said, well, try these, try these natron powders. And um, I said, you know, you never know. So he just said, okay, fine. And he drank it, and he sat down and had dinner with us, and he had no heartburn afterwards either. Like, it can be that fast. So it's, it's a very potent thing. The other one is the... DGL chewable lozenges, the deglycerizinated licorice. I love DGL for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because it reduces the muscle spasms, it promotes adrenal gland function, soothes inflammation, fights the bacterial, viral, parasitic infection. There's all these, it has this mold, and then it, it also increases the number of mucus-secreting cells. So it's a really handy, um, you know, kind of along the lines of a quick fix for heartburn, like while you're normalizing your bacterial flora, which can take a while. Um, you know, the DGL is something you can have on hand in your car, your purse, or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, as I already mentioned, the craniosacral is a tremendously effective um, therapy okay. for heartburn. And then uh, there are foods, and, you know, I, I always look at food as medicine, and we have a wonderful functional medicine nutritionist that works in our practice here, and I think food becomes a very important conversation. Of course, we only have about four more minutes, but why don't you talk a little bit about how food affects digestive health? Well, there's, there's basically food can be the triggers for your existing symptoms or new symptoms, or it can be something that provides, um, you know, a way for your body to heal itself. 
And so, again, my approach to diet, and there, there are many diets that, you know, can provide relief, the SCD, the specific carbohydrate diet, the FODMAP diet, the low residue diet, those can all provide relief for people. And in my book, I have a series of diets that are basically um, tied to your symptoms. So if you have diarrhea, you this is how, you know, these are the things that you avoid and these are the things that are probably safe for you, but of course you have to test everything yourself because at the end of the day, you have a unique body and it has its likes and dislikes and it has its own triggers and its own... So again, we're back to that taking responsibility for yourself and really paying attention to what you're eating and how you feel and not just how you feel immediately after you eat, but how are you feeling, you know, a few hours later or, you know, that whole thing. So my diets are all symptom-based and they're based upon a thing of, you know, it's not that you have to go on this strict diet and stay on it forever. As you heal yourself, because of course you're working on all the layers, you're addressing the bacterial flora, you're healing the ulceration and the wounding and the mucosal lining, you're healing the emotional triggers of your illness and so on and so on, you can tolerate more and more things. Right. Your your maintenance diet would be what basically, you know, you'd call the common sense diet, you know, no preservatives, no artificial anything. Like stay away from um, alcohol and caffeine and, you know, anybody with a a gut disease is probably not going to react too well to grains because grains and sugars are triggers. So, you know, there's a, a few things like that that it's, I mean, basically everybody should eat that way, you know, to to maintain long-term health and, you know, I'm sure you identified that very quickly in treating your own arthritis way back when. Yes. Food is very, very important and we do a lot with that here with, you know, what are the triggers and then what are the things that can heal it and we do a lot with genetics too in relationship to that so it's pretty fascinating. We are at the end of our program, Jeannie, and I know that you have a special that you're offering to our listeners. Um, you're offering a 60% discount off the price of the Listen to Your Gut book, which mm-hmm. is very, very uh, generous. And your, our listeners just have to go to your website, and then when they're checking out, they have to type in uh, Radio LTYG. So those are the letters, Radio LTYG, Listen to Your Gut. And then they'll get free shipping and 60% off the price of the book. So I wanted to make sure that we put that in there. And there's one other thing, because you've been asking me about specific symptoms like constipation and heartburn. Mm -hmm. I have a section on my site called Heal Your Symptoms. And everything that we just discussed is available on there for free. It's all, you know, you just click on a drop-down menu and you select the symptom. And everything on there is tried and tested. It's not that we've gone out and said oh, let's put a whole bunch of symptoms in there. No, this is all stuff that, you know, myself and my 50,000 readers have tested, and we're like, this is what works. All right, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom and for what you're up to. We'll have to have you back on just to talk about, you know, one thing, and we could talk for an hour on each thing. So (laughs) it was really lovely to uh, be able to hear what you have to say about this. It's all really, really important. Thank you so much, Keisha. I totally, absolutely enjoyed it. So remember, everybody, to live, love, laugh, learn, listen to the Healthy You Radio Network, and have a fantastic day. 